International. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal, the podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. I'm your host, Pat Soroyce. With me, as always, my co-host, Kath Barbadoro. Hi, Pat. What is going on, Kath? Oh, you know, uh, we just recorded our Patreon episode. Um, did. That so was and, and not just not just baiting you guys. That was one of my one of my favorite episodes in recent memory. Awesome story. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, yeah. I, I told a, I told a story uh, about a a feather thief. That's all I'll say. But yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah if you if you're interested, we are patreon.com slash lie, cheat and steal uh, all, you know, A.N.D. all spelled out lie, cheat and steal. Um, yeah, and we do two bonus episodes a month on there, and uh, in addition to the one one free one. So yep. this is a free one. Thank you for listening. Yeah, um, yeah we just recorded that. I, I'm feeling good. How are you? How are you doing? What um, are you doing the rest of the day? What are you doing after this? What am I doing after this? Uh, just kind of running some errands, getting some things taken care of. Um, TCB baby. TCB. Yeah, TCB. Yeah, taken care of B. Um, <laughs> No, looking for I, I as I said in the, in the Patreon episode, I thought I was going to go on the road this week, and uh, oh yeah, but, yeah, I had I was going to do uh, a show in Iowa and a show in Missouri, and then the show in Missouri got canceled, thusly making the show in Iowa not worth going to, you know, because if you don't have two, like if you, you hit Iowa, then come back and hit the Missouri show, now now the the, the trip starts to seem pretty profitable, but if you're just driving all the way to Iowa to do one show and driving back, not so much. So nah, yeah, probably not the best idea. <laughs> yeah, which is cool. I was I, I I was looking forward to seeing Iowa and seeing what it was like to do comedy there. I was going to Dubuque, which I guess all is right. one of the few places they have some buildings, so that's pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, I I went to school in Iowa. I lived there for four years. Oh really? So. I had no clue about that. Yeah, yeah, I went to college in Iowa uh, before I lived in Austin. That's where I lived. It's uh, I've never done comedy there. Dubuque, I think, is one of the Quad Cities. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So the Quad I remember. Cities, those, those I remember the, that. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, does the, the, the Quad Cities move over to like Southern Illinois and stuff, right? Yeah, it's okay. like the border. There's like two in Iowa and two in Illinois. I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I have family in Madison, Wisconsin. And my cousins were actually gonna take a road trip down to the Dubuque show because uh, because oh. I'm doing the brewery tour. So you know they're 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 fans of that. <laughs> and so is the is the Dubuque? Uh, were you gonna do a brewery there? Yeah, I was, I was playing at a brewery there. All right. Uh, yeah, because I remember there was a comedy club in the Quad Cities, and I always wanted to go when I was in school, but I didn't have a car, and I could never convince my friends to go. Oh so. yeah. <laughs> wah, wah. Yeah right. Anyway. But yeah, uh, so yeah, but I, I'm still doing uh, Corsicana and Bass Drop. I'm not sure when these are going to be out, but uh, um, yeah. So uh, the, the, yeah, so I still have uh, out of town gigs. I still have any out of state gigs, which you know is kind of cool and kind of not. It's like it sucks because you're not getting the money, but it's also cool because like traveling out of state's a hassle. So the pain in the ass. Yeah, for sure. Sure. So, uh, but yeah, other than that, you know, just uh, kind of cooling it. Uh, how, how's the how's the BK? How's how's Brooklyn doing? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm actually going to record another podcast after this. I'm doing uh, Jake Flores' podcast, Pod Damn America. Oh, nice. Which, uh, yeah, it's funny because like I like the people on that podcast are like really close friends of mine. Like I, his co-host, I run a monthly show with Jake's co-host, and yeah. then it's Jake who's like one of my oldest comedy friends. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. like 
people I know really well, but they've never had me on. And uh, <laughs> they had me co-host. They did a show um, this week where they hosted the Democratic debate. Like, we, yeah. they just, like, you know, we, like, made jokes over the debate. And they had me co-host it with them. And uh, it sold out. And so we made a ton of money. And it was great. And we were, like, so excited. But then we started the show and we realized that, like, nobody there had heard the podcast they just they just like googled like places to watch the debate and like came Uh. (laughs) and so like (laughs) and like pod damn america and like me like we're very like you know leftists like hate all of the candidates like, yeah making yeah fun of it was like oh no these people are like political like fans they're oh, like fans man. of these politicians <laughs> it ended up being really fun but it was like a very awkward situation yeah. so it was uh, ever a point where you got to like be like uh i could just imagine jake like oh okay crowd basically like uh, we are a leftist podcast did you guys ever have yeah, to that's give pretty much what happened yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh but it's cool it ended up being fun so yeah i'm, I'm gonna go over and do their podcast and uh and yeah that's my day. I'm going to go to yoga. I'm going to, I'm doing a, a favor for a friend. I'm, she was like, you, uh, I, I'm out of town and I need to give somebody my keys and they're not getting into town until late. Can you, I'll just pay your bar tab if you sit at a bar until they get to town. Oh, You might be better off fiscally just renting a, a locker somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. But yeah, so that's my day. Yeah. I, I loved uh, Jake Flores. Uh, known him for a long time. One time I worked at a call center. I might have mentioned this before. And I sat down and I swore to God he, lived, he was working in the call center. It took me a couple hours and I finally tracked <laughs> down the voice. And it was like this like black BMX dude. <laughs> like, like, it was so weird. It was just Jake's voice coming out of that dude's face. That's <laughs> crazy. <Yeah. laughs> oh, man. So, um you know, speaking of just being on the go and being on the move, sure, going to do things. Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk to. Uh, I had a story today. Now, this story, this just broke, kind of a current event. Oh, um, okay. I, I was reading about it, and I, I was looking at my phone. I got a little news drop down uh, for the New York Times, and I opened it, and I saw this article. And then while I was reading this, uh, one of our listeners. Um, I want to say it was it was on Twitter. I I was a Jova. I don't. Know, I would know if my phone was in front of me, but one of our listeners tweets us uh, to, to look at this so basically while i was reading this somebody tweeted us to look at it so i was like you know what that's gotta that's gotta be a sign of some sort it's the talk of the lie cheat and steal community yeah exactly yeah <laughs> but yeah this one uh we, we somebody had said they wanted to do you know more more munchausen episodes that's always kind of fun and this one is yeah this one is that i want to talk today about the story of john looker john looker just another guy who said he had cancer and didn't have cancer. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, I'll be reading from New York Classic Times. Classic grift. Classic grift. Yeah, yeah. Although a little hack at this point, I'd, I'd have to say. That's like, true. So th- this one is uh, it's a New York Times article. It's called "He Was the Face of a Bikeathon to Fight Cancer. He Was Also a Fake." Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. this guy was like big on the fundraising part of it, and the uh, uh, well, we'll get into it. So yeah, it's a New York Times article by uh, Abby Ellen. Came out on August first, two thousand and. 19. So uh, it's about John Looker. Uh, it starts off here. It says Erica Decker knew three things about John Looker when he reached out to her on Facebook in 2014. He was a cult figure in Columbus, Ohio, where they both lived. He had become the face of the Pelotonia Bikeathon, which has raised millions of dollars to fight cancer, and he had the same brain cancer as her young daughter, Lily. Mr. Looker had read about Lily in the Columbus Dispatch and wanted to show his support. He said to her, I know I'm a stranger to you and your family, but please know that I am with you all in spirit today, he wrote. A few days later, another note. 
I would love to come visit with you and your family. Miss Decker, 46, was curious. So one night she scoured his Facebook page. It was loaded with health updates, inspirational quotations, and community adoration. But something didn't seem right. She wrote back and asked for the name of his oncologist. And he said, I generally don't share it because several years ago I did. And she got bombarded by phone calls from the Pelotonia community asking her to do more for me. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, Some she, community. Yeah. People love me so much <laughs> that they will <laughs> harass a good doctor about the level of care I may or may not be receiving. So... <laughs> Uh, so he told that to her, and uh, Ms. Decker repeated her question, and um, as soon as she said, no, I really wouldn't need the name of your oncologist, Mr. Looker unfriended her on Facebook. <laughs> so, oh, shit. Yeah, starting out salty. <laughs> Just come, we're yeah. coming, in, coming in with the block button today on Lie, Cheat, and Steal. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back and take a look. John Looker, uh, John Looker's rise to celebrity cancer patient, which that's a thing that exists, a celebrity yeah, cancer patient. Yeah, it's really fucked up that that's a thing. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to be like, these cancer patients have had it too good for too long, but it's weird that... <laughs> yeah. Well, it just feels that if we had national resources, you know, actually d- devoted to helping people had th- with cancer and you didn't have to become a superstar to survive it, there wouldn't be a need to be a cancer superstar. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, like, exactly. It, we talked about this, about how the, uh, it's, it's financially, like, it's a good financial security move to become a public figure. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, it, it, it beats doing it privately. If you don't have the just the income or the funds, you know, doing it privately is just not an option, so. Yeah. John Looker's rise to celebrity cancer patient officially began in August 19th, 2011, uh, in a field outside Columbus. Yeah, it was at an opening ceremony for Pelotonia, which was founded in 2008. Sponsors included NetJets, Huntington Bank, and L Brands Foundation. Participants cycled as many as 180 miles and were required to raise at least $1,200. 100% of the, don- of the donations benefited cancer research at the James Cancer Hospital and Solov, Solov Research Institute. Sure. <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah, that's what it is, guys. Pelotonia is one of the hundreds of endurance events that raise money for charities, tapping a fundraising source, friends, relatives, and colleagues of participants that has become lucrative. Uh, Pelotonia is almost a religion, said Ben Addison, 54. Uh, Mr. Looker's former romantic partner. He said people take it very seriously. Lance Armstrong kicked off the first Pelotonia in 2009. Chris Spielman, a retired NFL player whose wife Stephanie died of breast cancer, was the next year's spokesman. By the time Mr. Looker came on in 2011, Pelotonia was up to 5,000 participants and had raised some $25 million. The total entering this year's event, which begins Friday, was more than $194 million. So this is actually, this this will be happening Friday, the uh, August, the what today's the sixth? So seventh, eighth, and ninth. August ninth. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we're like we're, we're in a bit, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're deep in the mix, man. So, um, so, yeah. So Mr. Looker addressed the crowd on a large video screen in 2011. He said, "Let me make this short and sweet. I have stage four terminal brain cancer. I will." I mean, okay, that's short. I don't know how sweet it is. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'll make this short, sweet. Just, just mm, <laughs> get a load of this. I have stage four terminal brain cancer. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So he, uh, yeah, he said, I have, uh, I have stage four terminal brain cancer. I will ride tomorrow, and I won't be making any excuses. He then bounded on stage in khaki shorts and a blue T-shirt with Pelotonia's one goal slogan on it, and a roar erupted. 
I was in awe, said Dr. Diane LeMay, 54, a pediatrician and first-time Pelotonia uh, participant. The next year, Mr. Looker, who grew up in Newark, Ohio, sang the national anthem. By then, he was a local star. He couldn't go anywhere without someone snapping a photo or offering to buy him dinner. Okay, I have a question. So this guy's whole thing is that he's like a cancer hero, right? Yes. So he's sing- do you think he could actually sing or was he like, I'm going to die. Let me sing the <laughs> national anthem. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you're not going to not give him the mic. You know? Right, exactly. You, ha- you kind of have to say yeah. yes. So, uh, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I, I hope he had a good voice. I would assume maybe because it seems like if he's uh, an attention hog, he may have already cultivated a good karaoke voice earlier that's in life. That's true. That's very true. That's yeah. Point. Like, I'm, I'm not even prepared. <laughs> then he just hits it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so th- this is Mr. Addison. This is, uh, this is Mr. Addison is John Looker's uh, former partner. And uh, there's, he's talking about Mr. Looker's local celebrity. And he just goes, huh, I was Prince Philip and he was the queen. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting yeah. characterization. Yeah, right. I, I, Mr. Addison seems like a cool dude. I, I guess he's just watching a lot of Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mr. Looker's most devoted followers, uh, devoted followers, called themselves Looker's Hookers. <laughs> Are you serious? Dead serious. <laughs> oh, my God. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. Lookers Hookers. They logged hundreds of miles raising money for Pelotonia in Mr. Looker's honor. They posted images on social media with a hashtag, love for looker hashtag. They bought cookies that he would make to sell to support his cause, uh, or as they called them, lookies. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Yeah, he had cancer of the pun, apparently. <laughs> just totally decimated it's his like puns. It's like you have to laugh at all his jokes because it's like, oh, it's affecting his brain. Yeah. I can't help it. <laughs> oh, look, he's got John, you're at it again. You are a card. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, the Mr. Looker had baked and they worked at his yard. Uh, they worked at his yard sale each spring. Donations were in cash or in checks made out to Mr. Looker. So, uh, all, you know, the things are going, you know, the first two years he's, he's, you know, like I said, he's, he's the queen. One of them is the queen. Somebody's the queen and one of them is King Philip. So things are going good. <laughs> so now on July 7th, 2013, in a Facebook post, uh, that says was made in Columbus, Ohio, John Looker, uh, shared some news. This is two years into his Pelotonia celebrity status. Mm-hmm. He said, um, with an extremely wary and heavy heart, I type this out and share dot, dot, dot. Um, boomers and the dot 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 they love that uh, they really do yeah he said the cancer has metastasized into the pelvis into both femurs into both knees uh sarcoma is the best guess but it all boils down to bone cancer more than likely slipped into the pelvis through the hairline fracture in my tailbone I gave myself on Starner Hill in 2011's ride you guys remember that glorious day in 2011 oh <laughs> <You> man <laughs> So he said, I have been having bone pain for a few weeks, but chalked it up to arthritis and increased bike riding. As the pain increased, I finally brought it up to my doctor yesterday who ordered the bone scan uh, today. Rushed the results, and I had the answers by 5.30 or so. Uh, Codron sarcoma has very little treatment options. Chemo is a poor choice because it won't penetrate the bone. Radiation is about the only treatment on the table, but they're pretty sure full body radiation will kill me at this point. Uh, we'll spend tomorrow going over everything, trying to get something, anything treatment wise to work. We'll share the results as soon as I get them. So yeah, that was what he wrote in 2013. Pretty grim news, uh, by by all accounts. Not looking good. Not looking good. Probably close to the end. Yeah, yeah, However, yeah, yeah. this was 2013. Yeah. It is now 2019. <laughs> so let's see. Yeah, yeah. 
So uh, they said he was always very sweet and charming, said Joshua Platt, 45, a marketing executive and member of Mr. Looker's Brigade, the Hookers. Mr. Platt's sister was fighting breast cancer and his mother-in-law had died with a geoblast... Uh, glia- Glioblastoma tumor, the type of tumor yeah. Mr. Looker said he had. Uh, and the, another horrible part of all this is the people who get involved in cancer charity 99% of the time lost someone or currently have someone fighting cancer. Right. So like they latch to these people because they that's a symbol of strength that they can use in their own journey, and their own struggle. It's just, you're not like, even the people who don't have cancer in this social circle are also victims. You know, like they've right, yeah, yeah. It's so manipulative. Yeah, nobody's been, nobody's just been people. just flying high in the in, in the cancer circle. Yeah, it's, it's just not a yeah. It's such a horrible thing to take advantage of because nobody's there because they want to be there, not because they want to be there, but. This was anybody's first choice of how they're going to be spending their Sundays, you know? Right. They're all hurting and Yeah, way. exactly. So, Mr. Looker seemed to, be, it seemed to be beating the odds, though. Uh, that brought a lot of hope, Mr. Platt said. Despite his illness, uh, he was generous with his time. He reached out to cancer patients and their families. That's how he met Miss Decker and how everything began to come apart. Now, Miss Decker is the woman he reached out to at the beginning of the article who asked him twice for his oncologist's name only to catch that huge block. <laughs> so, yeah, so after ghosting Miss Decker, <laughs> so uh, after reviewing his Facebook page, Miss Decker's fraud detector went off. The tumors did not make sense to her. They didn't metastasize, but just moved around. He would be okay, and then they'd find one in his chest or his head, said Miss Decker, who now lives in Cody, Wyoming. Every spring before Pelotonia registration, his cancer would return, and he was always overweight. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, like that's. Oh, like, who's man. The, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. You're hey, fat. You're fat and you've been fat. <laughs> That's like uh, the guy. Uh, I wish I actually do an episode about this guy, but the guy who's the focus of the movie, uh, I Love You, Philip Morris. That guy, like when he faked his cancer, mm-hmm. or I, I think, yeah, he faked cancer, he starved himself to death. Like he almost damn near starved himself to death to have the body weight, you know, commiserate with the fucking cancer survivor or a cancer patient. So, yeah, she said he was always overweight. In early 2015, Ms. Decker spoke with Michelle Merlino, who had worked with Mr. Looker at, a, at Continental Office, a furniture supply company. Mr. Looker was captain of Continental's cycling team, which raised money for Pelotonia. From 2011 to 2013, Ms. Merlino, of 48, was a Looker disciple, a.k.a. a hooker, joining him on weekend rides and donating to his fund. But then she started to have doubts. Mr. Looker did not seem to spend any time in a hospital. Instead, he held a full-time job, rode his bike, and baked dozens (laughs) of cookies a day. (laughs) Yeah, like, I get that you can have cancer and and still, like, be in good shape and be athletic and stuff, but, like, you can't also work full-time and do all of this. Yeah, that... Like, no, 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 no. One of these things has so, to begin. Uh, Ms. Berlino and Ms. Decker took the concerns to Kelly Greismer, uh, Pelotonia's chief operating officer. To their surprise, she said Pelotonia had its own doubts, but regulations on patient privacy prevented organizers from questioning his doctor. And there was no evidence that he had misappropriated funds. So... At that point, it's like, Dave, you got to make a weird decision. Like, this dude's bringing in money. You know, at this point, he's nothing. Yeah, he's kind of a cash cow for the organization, but we're not sure if he has cancer or not. (laughs) Right. He's like, he is raising money for people with cancer, but he's also getting all this attention that isn't really warranted. It's a weird thing. It's like, what, like, like, like my instinct is like, you know, well, obviously, like, screw him. He's, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's in the wrong, but then, like, you got to think, like, well, 
Yeah, it's a sticky situation. Like, is this a net good or not? Yeah, exactly. Like you you had to make that that, that judgment call. So, uh, Ms. Greismer, a former um, bankruptcy lawyer who now runs the Women's Women's Fund of Central Ohio, a nonprofit, noticed that Mr. Looker enjoyed the attention he got from his relationship with the cycling event, and that the medical information he shared seemed extraordinary. He was uh, ingratiating himself with riders without our request, and I was concerned by that. At the same time, I was and am in no position to say he was lying. And yet, yeah, <laughs> and yet, Pelotonia did remove Mr. Looker's promotional video from its website and cut him out of publicity materials and removed him from reports. So they're scrubbing the relationship at this point. Shit, they were fo- they were photoshopping yeah. him out. Shit, <laughs> blacking out his face. Like, yeah, here here we are at a ribbon cutting event. It's me, the mayor, a mailbox, <laughs> and our yeah. director of marketing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, don't just Photoshop people out of your photos. Replace them with things. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, this is just me and a tree at a wedding chapel. I don't know why there's a tree next to me. But <laughs> <laughs> so, um, now, Miss Merlino said that Miss Decker, uh, Miss Merlino and Miss Decker were not happy. Um, shouldn't uh, shouldn't the com- community know that Pelotonia was le- the Pelotonia legend was possibly a fake? Some of Mr. Looker's closest friends were also becoming uneasy. In May 2016, uh, this is... This is he started in 2011, so it's five years into his you know detrimental cancer diagnosis. He's still kicking. Um, in May 2016, Dr. LeMay was one of four people helping Mr. Looker with his yard sale. Now, supposedly anything she sold was supposed to be deposited into her Pelotonia fundraising account. By October, the money still wasn't there, she said. So this dude's having these, these, these yard sales. You know, It's like, hey, come on down. It's, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, the cancer guy's <laughs> uh, the garage sale, and we're going to come out and buy all this stuff, and it's supposed to be trans... Uh, it's supposed to be deposited into your account so it'll like focus or uh credit you uh, for helping pelotonia but uh, nobody right. yeah it'll be like in your name yeah yeah nobody got their money so there never went in anybody's mm-hmm. account and so in august of 2018 um at least seven years into mr looker's supposed illness two other lookers hookers paul harrison and uh <laughs> dave mcphail grew doubtful uh, uh grew doubtful Mr. McPhail, 57. How do you, it's so funny because, like, how do you bring it up to be like, yeah. hey, I don't want to be rude, but, like, <laughs> why aren't you dead? <laughs> why are you still yeah, alive? there seems to be a lot of you lately, man. And, like, there's supposed to be less of you. <laughs> yeah, like, it, or you're, you don't even really, like, why is your quality of life still yeah. so good? It just doesn't right. Like, it's a really yeah. hard thing to bring Mouthful up. Mouthful of cookies. Why are they so goddamn delicious? Like, why? <laughs> man, uh, you know, if anybody ever questioned me about my fake cancer, they would be like, hey, about that fake cancer, I'd immediately start coughing. I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry, what about it? <laughs> <laughs> coughing up. Yeah, you were saying something about fake cancer, I believe. <laughs> Dave McPhail and uh, Paul Harrison grew doubtful. Mr. McPhail, 57, had known Mr. Looker since the mid-90s. Back then, he recalled that Mr. Looker said he had colon cancer. So this is like proto-scam. Like back in the 90s, he was... Yeah, this was the dry run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Taking it out for a walk, saying he got colon cancer. Um, the three decided to confront Mr. Looker, but first they sat down with Mr. Addison. Mr. Addison is, is Mr. Looker's partner. Uh, this is the queen, or or the king, Philip, whichever one. This is King Philip. King Philip. He's yeah, yeah. Queen. Looker yeah. was the queen. King he Phillip. was the king. Looker is yeah, the king. Yeah, and uh, Mr. Addison didn't believe it. He and Mr. Looker had been together for 17 years. How could his partner ever have made up a disease? He said, you'd never think someone would lie about having cancer, Mr. Addison said. Wow. Oh, Mr. Addison. Okay, so he lied to his partner, too? <laughs> yeah, that's that? fucked up, man. Like, that's... That's insane. I mean, I guess just, like, how credulous would that guy have to be? Yeah. 
if you're in a relationship with this person and it's like, well, you're not going, we, I don't get your hospital bills. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> All right. Anyway. And like the level of diciness on the part of, of looker like to, to I continuously lie the person like that you share a bed with and like you share like you see every yeah. day that's a level of deceit that just like you're always on your toes so you, you can't even you can't even check in at the door when you come home like it has right. to continue so that means like not only is that stressful on you but just like that means the amount of dishonesty that you're undertaking against every like, towards everyone at every level of your life you have nobody you're being real with yeah, that's yeah. Crazy. Everyone is getting the complete false version. Like when, when can you be your cancer-free self? Like, you just, I wonder if you would ever go to the bar and just meet regular people and just be like, "Look at us, we're just a couple of guys without cancer hanging out." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's weird you mentioned that, but yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So he said, "Yeah, how could you? How could someone have lied? Like, why would someone lie about having cancer?" Mister Addison said. About a week later, Doctor Lemay and Mister McPhail met with Pelotonia's chief executive, Doug Ullman, who once ran Lance Armstrong's Livestrong Foundation. So, yeah. So they met with him and two other employees. He said he wasn't concerned about the money they may have lost from John, but he was concerned about how the situation might affect us. A spokesperson for Pelotonia said Mister Ullman was simply reassuring Doctor Lemay and Mister McPhail that they shouldn't beat themselves up about the estimated loss thought to be less than $1,500. Wow. All this time. And that's all he, that's all, all they suspect. he managed. Yeah, yeah. That man, that's even like, I, it's, I guess it's like morally less bad, but it, it just makes me think you're so much sicker in the head. If you're not doing it for money, it wasn't for the money. It was just literally for everyone's affection. Like that's, that, that that's the weirdest yeah, part. Like that's, that's, that's the hardest one to wrap your head around. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's like if you just raised money for cancer without having it, you could still get some of that, though. Like, you yeah. don't have to lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> like you just, just... I guess you don't have as much of the, like, cachet of, like, oh, what a warrior or whatever, which is what you wanted. Man, I, I guess it's so like in, in in face or Facebook in Fight Club, <laughs> same thing, really, right? <laughs> no, but, uh, same yeah, thing. Right? Just, yeah, just yeah. Rule number one: don't talk about Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but no, on Fight Club, when, the, when she's talking to Marla, and she's like, "Yeah, when somebody thinks you're dying, they really listen instead of just waiting for their turn to talk." So, like, I guess yeah. there's like a I, there's a level, there's a difference, uh, a noticeable difference in the attention you get from raising money for cancer than having cancer. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah maybe, not, maybe not the level of attention, but the type, you know, the type of earnestness behind the attention. Yeah, no, completely. It's just like, man, you're really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the fact <laughs> that you need that, you got to lie to get it. Like, meanwhile, you have you have Mr. Addison over here who worships the ground you walk on. His love's not enough, John. Like, that's insane. Like, I like, yeah, I don't know. That's he obviously has a partner who loves and cares about him. That's got to be a huge insult to his to his boy. You know, like now this is a 2016 January 29th, 2016 Facebook post from John Looker. So this at this point, people are starting to the gig is up on him. You know, people are starting to start to ask about him, but he's just kind of going about business as usual. Valentine's Day is a little over two weeks away. It's that time again, taking orders for Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day lookies. Now, I wonder how much money he was making off of the the cookies. Right. The, like now he has this whole side business based on the fact that he has cancer. Yeah, the look is like Bob Ross. They say like he never made a, a never made a single dime from doing the the joy of painting. It was all about the painting kits that he sold. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Didn't know that. Fact, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> another weird fact about celebrity money that my grandma always brings up. I've heard everybody say this, and I don't, 
I, I, I can't imagine it's true, but I've heard it so much that Jay Leno never touched his Tonight Show money. I've also heard. Yeah, that, he, yeah. he just because he like like he had like two weeks a year he would do Vegas, and I would imagine just make millions upon millions of dollars because everybody over the age of forty in the country at that time wanted to go see Jay Leno, you know. So like, yeah, I would just but yeah, that's that's insane. But then I would see how many cars he had, and I was like, how is he not touching one of those checks? <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? It's it's wild. Yeah. But yeah, I've also I guess all that. the money he's saving on clothing by just wearing the same denim outfit for 24 years. <laughs> right. So uh, Valentine's Day is just a little over two weeks away at that time again. This is John Looker's Facebook post. Taking orders for Valentine's Day. Lookies, $15 a dozen. 100% of all proceeds will benefit my 2016 Pelotonia ride. Email me your order at john.r.looker at gmail.com. Don't do that, folks. <laughs> just reading this. All orders will receive a mix of colored hearts and the XOS cookie i guess that was one of the signature ones i got pictures here sure. uh, it's just the xox one is the signature one um pics posted here are only representations of what is being offered the xox cookie is the new cookie cutter for this year i'll just kind of nuts and bolts here um yeah he said i hope to have my 2016 profile updated by the end of the weekend hashtag one goal hashtag carrying cancer one lucky at a time <laughs> so Later that year, on August 25th, Dr. LeMay and Mr. McPhail and Mr. Harrison arrived at Mr. Addison's colonial-style house where Mr. Looker had lived for almost two decades. So he's living in Mr. Addison's house, too. Yeah. Yeah, so, the, yeah, Mr. Like, yeah, Mr. Addison, do better, man. Come on, get out of this. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm dubious about You are? The, yeah, okay, uh, yeah, I, I, I can see that now that I... I, I it may, like, did you really not know, or were you were you acting like... Uh, did you not know, or would you rather not have? Known? You know what? Now you, you know say that, I mean? that makes sense. I'm over. I'm, yeah, because either yeah, either he he was he was lying to himself or he was lying to everybody else. One of the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Let's see. So yeah, they show up at Mr. Addison's colonial style house because if he has a colonial style house, it sounds like he has money. So it it seems yeah. it doesn't seem unlikely that Mr. Looker is with this dude. At, not not saying because he has money. I'm not saying they don't love each other, but I'm sure Mr. Looker. He isn't baking cookies out of some dude's apartment, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, so maybe there's a reason he's with this guy. But Mr. Addison's colonial-style house where Mr. Looker had lived for almost two decades. Um, now, oh, yeah, so Mr. Looker's there, too. And Mr. McPhail said to him, I know you don't have cancer. Mr. Looker insisted <laughs> that he did. Mr. McPhail asked for his doctor's name. Mr. Looker said, Jane Libby. They Googled it. Nothing. <laughs> so, fake. yeah. Super fake. Dr. LeMay asked for medical records, a pill bottle, an explanation of benefits. Mr. Looker, who kept his head shaved like a cancer patient, <laughs> could not provide anything. Within an hour, they said he admitted that he had made the whole thing up and that he had used some of the money he had collected over the years for, quote, living expenses. Yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fact that he admitted it after an hour is better than a lot of people who lie about this stuff. A lot of people, like your pawn shop person, yeah. a lot of people kind of go down with the shit. Yeah, they can't not tell that lie. Yeah, that, that's that's a heartbreaking, weird thing to see is people who just like, dude, just every everything's out. Just say, just say you're yeah, lying. Yeah, no, they won't. Yeah. They never will because then they have to admit it to themselves, yeah. you know? That's like the, 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 the young doctor that we did, Dr. Malachi Love or whatever. Mm -hmm. he, he's yeah. one of those guys. Like even up into the final interviews, he was just like, I, I, I provided medical care for this person and I had this training and it's just like, dude, come on, the, the cat's out of the bag, bro. Right, yeah. This is over, man. Yeah, he could not provide anything. Within an hour, they said he admitted the whole that he made the whole thing up and that he had used some of the money for living expenses. Mr. Looker rubbed his head and looked down the floor and cried. 
Uh, I need help, he sobbed. Dr. LeMay and Mr. McPhail took him to an emergency room. Why? He doesn't have cancer. (laughs) 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 Then they called his mother. Uh Uh-oh. Um, oh, now you know you're really Yeah, trying. yeah, they brought mamas into this So, Mr. <laughs> Looker and his parents declined several interview requests Understandable The group then went on to, went to Pelotonia Four days later, Mr. Ullman That's the, the, the kind of the uh, head dude in charge over there Issued a statement that uh, Now, as Mr. Ullman himself is a three-time cancer survivor He acknowledged that Pelotonia had, had heard rumors About Mr. Looker's deception three years earlier and had removed publicity related to him and had now filed a complaint with the charitable law section of the Ohio Attorney General's office over whether or not he kept cash donation. Dr. LeMay and Mr. McPhail filed a complaint with the Columbus Division of Police claiming that Mr. Looker had withheld at least $1,300 in donations from the May 2016 garage sale. Man, thir- he made $1,300 at a garage sale. That is... That is something else. Yeah. I've seen. And that's just only the part he withheld. Yeah. So he made more. Than yeah. Just, yeah. I have seen garage sales fail to recoup the, the $14 it takes to pay the city to have them. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that's the that's the real grift is that he made that much. From yeah. yeah. <laughs> there were other complaints from residents who said that Mr. Looker had not turned over money supposedly raised on their behalf. In an interview with the police, Mr. Looker confessed to keeping 800 to 900 because he was, quote, strapped for cash. He said that he also had been given a diagnosis as manic depressant and bipolar, which caused him to lie about the brain cancer. <laughs> like, which is that, like, no, I have a diagnosis. It's just not. Yeah, cancer. yeah, yeah. I see. I, see I, I swallow the dog to eat the spider to eat the cat. You know, that's where it all goes down to. So he said, um. The police declined to pursue charges. Uh, According to a spokeswoman, there was just not enough evidence. In April, Dr. LeMay filed a complaint with the Ohio Attorney General's Office against Pelotonia. They allowed him to, they allowed someone to perpetuate a myth and a fraud to raise money, she said. Uh, And Mr. Platt said he believes that Pelotonia had a moral obligation to do more to protect the community. A press officer for Pelotonia said, People are conflating 2015 with 2018 circumstances, which are vastly different. The organization was made aware of additional facts against Mr. Looker in 2018, upon which they acted immediately. Now, this week, the Attorney General's office announced a settlement with Mr. Looker, who's now 50, uh, admitted to the ripe old age of 50 with 18 yeah, times. <laughs> thriving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look for his new book, Cancer at 50. Uh, it's coming out. <laughs> So he agreed, he agreed to pay $1,800 in restitution and a $2,000 civil fine. He also cannot solicit donations or hold any position with a charitable organization in Ohio, except as a volunteer uninvolved with charitable trust money. Don't let him volunteer. Either. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Sorry, know, bud. You don't, get, you don't get community service for manipulating your community service. That's not a fair... No, you're done. They should chain him up like Jesse Pinkman in the final season of Breaking Bad and just have him make cancer cookies all day. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good idea. I'm for that. In an email, Daniel H. Rosenthal, chairman of Pelotonia's board, said that Pelotonia simply, simply cannot independently verify what each individual participant says about themselves. In a statement of the Pelotonia community, Mr. Ullman said that before the charity features survivors in any way, they will have to sign a release guaranteeing their statements are true. I don't think I don't think Mr. Looker would have had, would have had any problem doing that. <laughs> like, now, no one has heard from Mr. Looker since his confession. Uh, his ex, Mr. Addison, insisted that he was always in the dark, traveling for work, and never accompanying Mr. Looker to medical appointments. Okay, that sounds a little weird. 
Yeah, that is very weird. Yeah, never. You never once went with him to a cancer appointment. Like, not even like the diagnosis. You know, what I'm saying like it seems like the you- again. Again, are you are you like? Did you not know or did you want to not know yeah. so you ignored it? Like yeah, 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 yeah. I could see that. I could see like like I could see somebody's spouse after like t- you know 15 years or whatever like, "Oh, I don't even go with them to that thing." Cuz in their head they know that thing probably has some info they don't want. Yeah, I can understand that. Right. So or just like like if you if you'd thought about this at all, you just didn't you couldn't cognitively face the idea that that your partner was lying to yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. So you're just like I'm going to ignore this. This is your thing. Yeah. And also that he was also traveling, he was always traveling for work. I just like I, I just definitely get the vibe that like Mr. like Mr. Asley, even if he knew about it or didn't know about it or was like, you know, uh um, insulating himself from it, I feel Mr. Looker kind of was. I mean, that Looker was kind of taking advantage of this dude in their relationship. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, no question. Yeah, living in his nice ass house, baking cookies all day while this dude's out busting his hump to get a check. <laughs> right. Nobody, yeah, no one has heard from Mr. Looker since his confession. His ex, Mr. Addison, has insisted he's always in the dark. Now, Doctor Lemay is trying to work through the betrayal. How could she, a doctor, have fallen for it? Her one consolation is that she believes Mr. Looker targeted her precisely because her profession helped him look better. Uh, he was so good at his crime, she said. And that brings us to a close with that. Uh, like I said, it's kind of still going on. The event starts Friday, uh, so it'll be it'll yeah. be free of Mr. Looker. I wonder Looker. if they'll address it. I, I would think this is something they're going to not address, or maybe I, I or get out ahead of it. There is a huge New York Times article about it, so it would only, yeah. it's not like nobody knows. Yeah, I, I just it, it's going to be an awkward event. I bet. Yeah, yeah, I would I would imagine so. Oh, that one guy he worked for Lance Armstrong and for this guy. It's like he just really knows how to pick winners in this whole thing. Right. <laughs> He's like, God damn it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. What a what a strange world. I would say if you are are uh, you know of have the means or just the inclination to donate to charity, still go help this charity out. It sounds like it's it sounds like they do a lot and like that the mo- I don't know. Maybe they don't. I don't know who to donate to. That, that's one thing I have no information about, so don't take my <laughs> co-sign on that. But it feels like their hearts are in the right place, and the only reason they didn't want to make take any action is because he was either, A, bringing in money, or they thought it might affect their ability to bring in money in the future. Right, and it's not like money for them. It was like, we are a good organization, and, and this guy's like, he, if he only took $1,500 or whatever, like he raised a lot more money than that. Like, yeah, I don't. I know. guess guys don't don't let uh, don't let things like this take away your your generous spirit. You know, if you you're already a person that was going to yeah. help and do these things, uh, take faith in knowing that just sheer numbers, ninety nine percent of the people you meet aren't lying about having cancer. It's just there's a few. That's very yeah. True. There's a few people. Way more out people there. have cancer than are lying about having yes. cancer. But like. I don't know. Be a little skeptical of like your GoFundMe's on the internet with no proof from strangers. But most of the time, yeah, yeah. be generous. And maybe don't you know, find uh, do a little bit of legwork. Find charities that you know that, that aren't centered around uh, one superstar cancer patient. You know, like those yeah. seem to be the ones that are that are just more prone to to grift. Because Absolutely. yeah, it develops that cult of personality. Look for you know. I, I I'm gonna say the is is the American Cancer Association is that a thing? I don't okay. know. I don't know anything about cancer charities. Yeah. Sounds right. Yeah, sounds about right. But yeah, yeah. Don't stay, stay, stay away from things that are driven by one individual's journey. I think those are yeah. those are the ones that are more uh, that are more likely to screw you over. Um, as asking the question, worth it? As it is with all of the Moonchausen ones, no, never. It's never worth it. Don't do don't it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, it is a slap in the face to everyone who's really been sick and ever actually needed help. Uh, it doesn't. 
propel you very far and just yeah just don't do it Not don't do it and among other things that you should do is check us out on patreon all right, go to patreon.com slash lie, cheat, and steal. We do all sorts of fun extra bonus episodes. We do two, two a month of cool, numerous topics that, uh, you know, that I'm sure you guys would be interested in. Uh, check, you can check me out at, uh, I'm at PZTX on Twitter. That's P-E-E-Z-Y-T-X. And, uh, yeah, just look for me on there. Kath, where can we find you at these days? Uh, I am Kath Barbadoro on Twitter, K-A-T-H-B-A-R-B-A-D-O-R-O. And uh, I have another podcast called What a Time to Be Alive. Check that out. Uh, that has a Patreon as well. I'm, uh, like I, I, I guess I said on the Patreon one and not this one. I can't remember. But I'm going to be in L.A. in September, September 17th through the 24th. So if you live out there, come see me do shows. I live in New York. I do shows in New York. Check my Twitter for dates. And uh, I'll see you next time. Yeah, guys. So thanks for tuning in. Um, you remember, just uh, uh, never take a disease and if you know and uh try to stay above board with all that and but just uh, above all don't get caught don't get caught we'll see you next time international